Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur by experienced managed service providers. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. Uh, we are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP uh, channel only uh, based out of Dallas as well. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I, I wanted to do this podcast was because visiting a lot of these events, I, I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues that, that we experienced. So wanting to take that pain away from some of the new guys, they decided to go with this podcast. My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a managed service provider. We started in 2005. I started with, I think, a total of three employees, and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop. We're located in South Central Indiana, servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're currently about a dozen employees. We're an MSP. We were originally founded in 1999. I truly believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help me and, and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share with me their mind share on, on how to overcome issues. So I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago and many years in the working and here we are. So we hope that you really get a lot out of this podcast and learn the things that I wish somebody would have told me. Follow, like, and subscribe at IT4Whiskey.com. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. Well, welcome back to the next episode of IT for Whiskey. I'm with my best buds, Joe and Myron. Hey, guys, how's it going? What's up, Greggy? What's happening? Well, I'm sitting here in my cubicle that I don't have, and I am... uh, I'm actually drinking a very nice bourbon. It's a very good one. Oh, is that how we're starting? We're starting today with the drink. <laughs> we're, right. we're not even going to go to the IT just yet. We're going straight to the whiskey. So today is whiskey for IT. Yeah, exactly. Well, considering we had already a failed attempt at the recording, let's jump to the punchline and then come back to the business. I am drinking the Rabbit Hole Straight Bourbon Whiskey Finished in PX Sherry Casks. Mm, I love Sherry Cask. This would be one that Joe would like a lot, but unfortunately, he cannot get it where he is located. Therefore, you should deliver one to me personally. That's probably the only legal way I could do it. Well, actually, if if you would have both met me in New York next week, you would have had a chance to get one. Probably could have just drank one. Yes, that's right. Let's not talk about that and talk about what you're drinking there, Myron. I am drinking my favorite scotch distillery, the Balvini Scotch. But this one is a sweet toast of American oak. It's a 12-year special edition, I'm assuming. It's got great story behind it. It's basically a American oak scotch whiskey. Nice. At first, a little strange, but it grows and you just want it. I have to admit, the uh, Sherry Cast Rabbit Hole is actually very good. I strongly recommend it if you can pick up a bottle. It's well worth the uh, $47 American. You know, it's really interesting. For the first time, I am trying something I've never had before. And my two buddies here, Craig and Myron, 
when I showed them the bottle in the video, they were like, ooh, Rowan's Creek bourbon. Rowan's Creek is a Kentucky bourbon whiskey that is made and bottled by hand in small lots, one batch at a time. Yeah, I drank that a couple of episodes back. Erica, that works for me, reached out to Craig for some advice. Craig recommended that bottle and she purchased that and gave it to me as a gift, which was really, really good bottle. It is. It's probably one of my top two or three favorite bourbons so far. What's really interesting is the bourbon, this one in particular, Rowan's Creek, has been aged in charred oak. And when they bottle it, they always make sure it's over 50% alcohol or 100% proof. Damn, it's good. I do like it. It does It does go down smooth for being such a strong proof level. Yeah, agreed. Craig, what are we talking about? This is a topic I actually I picked out, which you may or may not like, but I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> the three things that each one of us use during the day that makes our job easier. And I'm talking about technology that we use. The thing is, but for me is it's time saving. What can I do that reduces the amount of things that suck up my time? And you know what's interesting about that is we preach to our clients, how do we increase productivity and reduce downtime? So what do we do as MSPs to deliver? Not do what we tell our clients to do, I guess. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> <laughs> Do what I say, not what I do. I'll tell you, there's there's not a lot of tools that I use other than it seems like email these days and, and Excel. Wait, 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 wait. You're a ConnectWise shop, right? Yeah, but I'm not in ConnectWise all day long. So we have this model in our company. If it isn't in ConnectWise, it didn't happen. Up to and including email communication. That applies to Cinetech for me, but it doesn't apply for GreenLink. I'm not in the day-to-day operation of Cinetech. I'm not in ConnectWise all day long. For me, it's email and Excel. But if I look beyond that, there's a couple of tools that I use that help me focus what are the things that are important for growth and to try to picture the vision of what I'm trying to accomplish. And one tool I use is called MindMap. And I use it as a way to map out those things that are in my head. It doesn't go well in a list. It's not a checklist. It's a this and then that happens and then this happens and so on and so forth. And then through that tool, I put in links, I have documents, I have images, anything that has to do with whatever that mind mapping that I'm doing and then can go back and reference it. So I use that a lot. Do you guys any use anything like that? We actually internally use a SaaS provider called LucidCharts. We use LucidCharts. LucidCharts is great because it has the same collaboration effect that Office 365 or G Suite does where everyone can work on something at the same time. But imagine Visio on steroids online for workflows. So we take our customer network maps, we take our workflows, we take processes, we take everything and everyone can contribute and say, hey, you know what? This actually doesn't work in this scenario. Let's adjust it and tweak it and we'll create an if then, then that kind of scenario in Lucidchart for processes. And we collaborate with our help desk, which our help desk is scattered with at-home users. So it's not always something that we have face-to-face contact with them, but they reference Lucidchart and IT Glue in order to figure out how to solve customer problems and whatnot. I don't use either one of those daily per se. I do use Lucid Charts, but not daily. My biggest thing is I'd have to say my killer apps 
ConnectWise, between sell and manage, I use Outlook, no question. Outlook is my go-to for everything, as much as I try to put all sales communication. So I guess I use ConnectWise for in the business, Outlook for on the business, and for communication and, and, and collaboration, I use various instant messengers between WhatsApp with certain customers, Jabber with other customers, and internally, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, or WebEx Teams or Microsoft Teams, like the different Teams apps. I, I use all of them, unfortunately, because everyone uses something different. So being the chameleon, I have to adopt to what people use, right? We use WhatsApp with people in different countries. We use WhatsApp as the best way to communicate between different team members and whatnot. That's always been very helpful. And going from the phone to the desktop, I know my development team uses Slack. We've talked about implementing it across the Cinetech group, but it's really just data at the development side. And I know they use it extensively. Something else I use a lot is Google Keep. Google Keep is good for quick notes. The, what I like about it is that it's, it's available on my phone. It's available on my desktop. And if I have to remember three things that I have to, let's say this in the morning, I'm at home having breakfast. I got to talk to one of you guys. I'll put it in Google Keep. And then when I call you, my Google Keep's open so I can see and say, hey, that's right, Joe, I had to tell you this, this, and this, and that. So it's good for that. I also use it to drop articles that I see online or whatever, but I don't have the time to read it at the moment. And it's light and it works. Google Keep. I've never used Google Keep before. I've never even heard of it before. So what is it? Subscription-based? Is it free? It's free. It's personal-based. It's not a collaborative thing. It's a personal Google account. It's there. You could share stuff but it's really meant as a personal tool. How is that different from, let's say, Outlook Notes or OneNote or Evernote or something like that? Evernote. Yeah. How is it different? So the way I use it differently is that for Keep, it's very short little things, a quick note. It's like a sticky note. Whereas Evernote, I may have something more elaborate in there and it's more long-term. Evernote is another tool I use and I have things in Evernote that's been there for more than three years. Keep it something short and quick. So it's like if you're in the middle of the night, you wake up and you have this idea, put it in Keep, I'll look into it tomorrow, go back to sleep. Yeah. Tomorrow I may elaborate on it and move it somewhere else, but it's my reminder. It's my notepad. Never heard of it before. Got to check it out. Craig, how about you? There are three tools that I use during my day. I use SaneBox, S-A-N-E-B-O-X. It keeps all my email nice and tidy. I also use Grammarly for all my emails and my documents to make sure that I keep my grammar nice and clean and I look somewhat intelligent. And then I also use LastPass for keeping things. I use LastPass probably five, 10 times an hour. Did not even think of that. LastPass is the master master. But SaneBox works behind the scenes. So it learns my routine and puts things in the appropriate boxes. So it keeps my inbox from being cluttered with stuff that are of no importance to me. And uh, I've been using that for about six years now. And it saves me on average eight to 12 hours a week. Two apps I need to check out, SaneBox and Google Keep. Wow. Is it really worth the 60 bucks a year? Oh, yeah. Easily, amount of the time it saves me. Does it work with Office 365? Yes. So how do you know when it's done something it shouldn't have done? I get a digest that comes in however often you want, and then you can correct that, and then it learns from your rules that you create. All right. I've been using it for so long now, rarely gets it wrong. I would assume, yeah. That's interesting. Question for you, because that is super intriguing for me. What happens, let's say you get this email from XYZ company, 
once a week, you like to go over and review those emails, but I don't want to see it every day. Maybe on Saturday when I'm having coffee and I'm just chilling. You can you can determine which box that goes into, but it does not go in your inbox. Yeah, move it to the box. How, how is that any different than, let's say, Outlook folders and putting rules in place? You don't have to create the rules. It learns from your routine. It was like, I don't want that email in my inbox. I move it here and it just goes, oh, you don't want that email in that box anymore. Okay. Do you have to manually move the stuff for it to learn or I just don't look at it? After a while, it knows what type of messages should go in which box. That's awesome. That's why it's called AI. That's why I'm asking. Is it truly AI or is it truly behavioral AI or is it... I think it's more behavioral than it is an actual computer that's actually reading the messages and learning what's in the content. My next question was, AI is great and all, but we have these compliance issues up here, as the US does as well. Patriot Act, man. How does that affect that? I don't think it's there. I think based on what I'm reading on the site... It's just moving things into different folders and whatnot, maybe sets up reminders. And I think that if you look at Google these days, your Gmail account is starting to do that. Today, I got an alert from somebody that sent me an email that I was going back and forth and I never responded back. And I said, hey, do you need to respond back to this email? I don't use Gmail enough to speak at that, but that is pretty cool. That's what I use for my personal account. This is interesting. That is interesting. Two great tools that we haven't talked about before that I need to check out. I've always been afraid of LastPass. Why? I know why, but I want to hear you say it. I mean, I've never looked into it, but just the fact that it has all my passwords. Here's the thing about LastPass, because I did that. I went through that process of trust. I read into how they do things. And basically, without my key, my password, authentication, whatever, whatever, there is absolutely no way of recovering anything. So they have no visibility to your passwords. I've been a LastPass customer for eight years. I've been paying for it for eight years. Which is now owned by LogMeIn. Correct. That's the thing that scares me is this, this M&A in our industry. But regardless, the way their technology works, there is actually no way for them to ever see it, which is great. And at the end of the day, think about us, the three of us, right? Between the three of us, there's probably half a dozen companies owned. Would we ever do anything to affect the integrity of our customers? No. We wouldn't because we'd be out of business overnight. So they're a big target. I know LastPass is a big, 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 big target for hacking because they're that Pandora's box. So my trust factor, maybe it's the Canadian in me, but we trust people. But the trust factor is if this is your only business, matter of speaking, you're going to secure it. You're going to make sure my content is safe. A lot of the Google Docs and free services out there, and there's free Dropbox and there's free box.com. There's free Office 365 for people. There's three this, you know, Hotmail is free. Like all these free services, eh, it's free. You're not paying for it. They're they're clearly reading our emails and analyzing our data to maximize their ad revenue. Facebook is another example. LinkedIn is another example. Like I could go on and on and on and name every social media platform that has a $20 per month revenue recognition on your user account. But that's how they get their market valuation is based on your user account and your activity. But when you're paying for a service, you pay for Office 365. My assumption is they're not reading my emails and analyzing the data. I'm paying for LastPass. They're encrypting and storing it securely. That's what I'm paying you for. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe it's the Canadian in me that I'm thinking too much trust, but I don't know, man. No one is impervious. No one is perfect. And we sell that to our customers all the time because it's true. And I believe that no one's perfect. I know some of my staff uses it and they love it. There's a lot. LastPass, KeePass, OnePass, uh, OneWord. Like there's tons of password management platforms. There's 
there's Mikey, there's like, uh, oh, come on, there's there's a gazillion of them out there, right? IT Glue has one, and they have one, and this one has one, and that everyone has a password management platform. That's not the point. I don't know why everybody goes through that trouble. I just have a sticky on my monitor, and uh, it's got a <laughs> password. <pen. laughs> I like to thank 3M for the best app. Because <laughs> you know what? In order to see my password, you got to get into my office. You got to go through the biometrics. <laughs> Isn't that how the alert in Hawaii happened was the fact that the admin had his password on a sticky note behind him on a social media post? And that's how they got in. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, I mean, you 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 trust. Here's the reality. And this is why managed services providers exist. You cannot be a specialist at everything. It's not possible. No one can economically do it. You have to trust those that specialize in things in order to achieve certain milestones. You go to an MSP to manage your desktops because that's all they do or your servers. You go to an MSP to be your help desk because they're more efficient at you than you can ever be internally. You go to a security provider to audit your security because they're better at it than you because that's all they do. And you go to a SaaS provider like G Suite or Office 365 or whoever it is for email because that's all they do. They're better than you. Microsoft and Gmail and whatnot, they have one or two outages a year. Guess what? That's less than you because this is all they do. They're Azure, the AWSs of the world, the Google, uh, Google's cloud services. They're better at it than you are. You may pay a premium for it, but they have specialists working on 24-7. That is why at the end of the day, ProBlue, Cinetech, GreenLink, Infinite IT, that's why we exist because this is all we do. And we want to help all of our listeners do. We want to help our customers because we're proficient, we're experts, we're specialists, we're certified. This is all we do. If you can't trust someone like a LastPass, our whole industry has gone down the toilet. Guess what else I use? What's that? The snipping tool. Oh. <laughs> so it's funny you say that because I actually have a very specific app I use for that. You use a third party? He uses his phone. No, 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 no. <laughs> I use GreenShot. You ever use GreenShot? Yeah. I love GreenShot because GreenShot will export to anything. I can put it to a specific image file. I can put it to image editor. I can put it to clipboard. I can, I can print right off it. I can put it to Outlook, PowerPoint, Word, Excel, Paint, Dropbox, Imager. It doesn't matter what I want to put it out to. I just hit the print screen button and this dialog comes up and it captures. If I want to do a certain area, I want to... And oh, by the way, guess what? The best part about it is, it's donation based. That's another tool I use a lot of. So, Joe, have you donated? Actually, you know what? I did. I put 50 euros into it once because uh, we use it across the board. And I was like, this app is killer. So, a couple of years ago, we put 50 euros into it, which was like, what, 100 bucks Canadian or something like that? I have no idea. I have a couple of things I want to talk about before we kind of finish off. Recently, we were at the DottoCon event in San Diego. I think it was like two weeks ago. And while I was there, I had a few people come by and say hello and tell me that they were listeners of the podcast. Thank you if you're listening. Thank you for stopping by. There was one person that I did get to talk to a little bit more. I promised her that I was going to shout her out. So I want to shout out to Artie Dutt, I think if, if I pronounced her last name correctly, from Team Logic. She came by the booth, the GreenLink booth, and we talked and she's been in business for a few years and been very helpful listening to the podcast. So getting that feedback is always good. It gives us fuel to the fire to keep this going and seeing that it does provide some help because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. So yeah, so that was pretty cool having people come by and, and say hello and 
There was one person that talked about an episode I didn't even remember. We <laughs> talked about that topic and they were like, yeah, you said, you know, such and such thing. So that was pretty cool. And I, I encourage if if you see me or any of us, we're going to be at Exchange, right, guys? Yep. In uh, August. Yes, we will be at Exchange in August in Colorado. In Denver. Please come by. Say hi. Tell us which episode you like the most. Come see me for a free T-shirt. Apparently, Craig is giving away free T-shirts. With their IT for Whiskey T-shirts? I have three. <laughs> Come fast. <laughs> Ooh, IT for Whiskey T-shirts. I like this idea. I did the expensive Glenn Levitt mugs. When you can do T-shirts. They're cheaper. Yeah, it's fine. Any other tool that you guys use that we want to talk about before we finish off? Outlook, to me, is still the killer app above and beyond all. I use Outlook on my iPhone. I use Outlook on my Windows notebook. It's no surprise, but it really is the killer app for me. And it's something that everyone uses. So it's really funny because ConnectWise is still, for me, one of the biggest apps. But one of the things I love about ConnectWise, customers go see quotes. I'm watching every time they see, they view something. And I've seen, since we've done this podcast, one customer, I'm, I'm working on closing a deal, has viewed a quote that I sent to them 12 times. So they told me they were doing a board meeting right now at 6 p.m. So over the last hour, they've looked at it 12 times. I know the whole board is looking at it. It's hot. Guess what I'm going to do? first thing in the morning. I am calling them saying, hey, how are things going? Can we close this business? I, I have to say from a profitability side of it, the number one killer app for me is ConnectWise. Cool. I still live off of Outlook. I have a Note phone. I have a Note 9. Believe it or not, I use the stylus a lot, whether it is to snap a picture and then write on it or to take a note if I'm in a meeting with a customer. Sometimes easier to handwrite it than it is to, to type it. So I, I use that as well. Craig, you want to finish it off? And thank you for listening to this episode of IT for Whiskey. Wait, was that was not what I was supposed to say? <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Kevin, take it away. And good luck editing this one. That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, guys. It's Wiki Wiki. <laughs> My bottle doesn't squeak anymore. <laughs> <laughs>